Hi there, thank you for downloading this latest episode of Totally Unscripted. So um, we've got a really interesting show looking at Angular um, and using that with Google Apps Script. So uh, we had Spencer Easton coming on from Amplified IT to talk about the work that they're doing with Angular and Apps Script. So uh, there are a couple of screen demos, um, so you might want, uh, similar to previous episodes, just to look at the YouTube recording as well. Um, but um, we have a conversation throughout those demos, so hopefully you can get a sense of what's going on. Um, so we hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks very much. And we are live. Um, welcome to this latest episode of Totally Unscripted. My name is Martin Hoxie, and I'm joined by Charles. Hi, Charles. Hey, Martin. Good evening. How are you? We're good here. So you'll see we're we're missing Steve. Um, so Steve, unfortunately, can't be with us for this show but we're sending our wishes his way. Um, so I, this is a really interesting topic we've got for the show today, Charles. I think, um, you know, we've looked at various ways that you can do a workspace editor add-on development in the past, various tips and tricks and bits and pieces, but, um, uh, I, I, you know, there's obviously a huge range of ways of or an ever increasing range of ways as well to develop add-ons, but sometimes is um, you know we got the the powers of HTML service to do stuff, and with a bit of creativity and um, careful thought, um, you, you know you, there's there's different ways that you can tackle this problem and also make your kind of development of your add-ons um, work better for you as an organization. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. There's a couple of aspects there. First of all, as you know, we've got HTML service. We have the new card-based service where you can build add-ons with both of those. Um, but a lot of folks have either skills outside of those frameworks, or they also want to make things mm -hmm. a little more, well, let's say it, a little fancier than those services offer. And there's ways to do that, right? And so we know there's obviously you know, um, variations of JavaScript that are pretty popular that you can do some pretty modern, fancy things with. And Angular is one of those. And this is going to be a great topic. So I think, why don't we bring Spencer on? And let's jump in. Hello, Spencer. Hey, Spencer. Hello, Martin. Hi, Harris. So um, uh, some of you will know, it's quite interesting when we publicized this show, there was quite a few people said, oh, I can't wait to see Spencer again. You know, you've been um, a bit quiet. Um, but um, I think this is a reflection of um, you know, uh, Spencer, you work for Amplified IT, who seem to be uh, blazing a, a you know a, a wonderful trail um, through through the space right now. So mm -hmm. um, we appreciate you taking the time out. But for those are, who aren't familiar with Amplified IT in your work, do you, do you want to just give a bit of context? Sure. Uh, Amplified IT is a it's a consultant. It's K twelve education consultancy. Uh, we help school districts manage and run their uh, Google Google domains, and part of that is a suite of admin tools that we help that helps the uh, Google domain admins be able to uh, keep keep control over their domain and help them to uh, streamline their work. Uh, if anyone's used the Google Admin Console, it's Full featured, but it's sometimes it's it's a little bit rough for uh, bigger domains to work with. So we write, so we create uh, tools for managing Chromebooks, managing users, managing groups, and uh, I'm for the development team. Uh, I write add-ons for for these tools as well as some other uh, full stack production tools. Awesome. And you, you had mentioned to us um, while we chatted earlier that this has been one of the busiest times ever in your business. And I'm sure the pandemic, people working from, you know, remotely, schools gone remotely or a mix or whatever the case may be. Um, you're actually strangely seeing a boom in, in, in your opportunities and what people are looking for. What's kind of changed about what people are trying to build or, or what are, what's changed in your business model with the, with the pandemic? Well, I think... Um, scalability, and it is a big issue that we had that we always had. We're always trying to tackle. Um, for example, uh, our most popular tool, which is Little Sys Web, 
it's an, an admin interface for uh, Google Classroom. So uh, district, uh, district personalities, principals, district admin stuff can administer Google Classroom over their entire district. And that turned out to be a very, very important tool yeah. with, all, with all these schools that are flipping uh, to online models only. They, they needed these, these tools to be able to manage their Google Classroom and get analytics back from that. And so scale has been a big issue. Uh, to make sure that uh, we are serving uh, the customers well and that they're getting a good quality experience in the tools. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So with that, obviously, you're producing add-ons more than ever, and you've come up with kind of an interesting way to make add-ons even more interesting with Angular. How'd that yeah. Then tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Angular is a JavaScript framework for making rich, interactive uh, user interfaces and, cli and client applications. Um, it's kind of like a batteries all included kind of solution to where you, it, you have a, it's got the full tool chain from the generating project to working in the project, testing the project, and then build and deploy all comes in really nice and packaged with an, a command line interface tool as, as well as, um, Top-level supported modules that are developed by Google developers, such as uh, routing and authentication, like that. Whereas, in, uh, like React, for example, you're relying on more third-party third-party developers for for those kind of modules. Where in Angular, it's part of the core product for for those kinds of things. Um, it's a bit bigger to work with, but when you when you get it. You can figure it out, work with it. You can make some really wonderful, beautiful, rich UIs that offer the users a really good UX experience. Before we jump in, I know you've got um, a nice little demonstration of some of the um, and supplemental um, resources as well. Were there any particular um, places that you were you're finding useful information around Angular and Angular development in general, or is it? Um, yeah, there, no. Luckily, the Angular uh, community is really good. Uh, there's a lot of quality content out there for for tutorials. Uh, one that I can think of top is Fireship, uh, Fireship IO. Um, guy named Jeff uh, is uh, writes puts together a lot of great quality content for Angular learning Angular and Angular resources and the documentation on the Angular, primary Angular website is quite good also. I, I can see we've got um, some people really interested as well um, in, in finding out um, how, how Angular can fit with, with Apps Script. Is it, um, before we go into it, is it an easy fit or um, is there uh, some head scratching required? There was a started with? There was a little bit of head scratching to get to to initially get it, but once uh, you get you kind of got a design pattern down, it really is very easy to maintain and very easy to update and really quick to develop in. And I think that something that it really gives us is uh, we're quick development than trying to work in in kind of uh, just the plain HTML inside of inside of an add-on and adding the HTML in. And, it's, it gives us a faster velocity and more maintainability than uh, that kind of method. Yeah, and from what we saw while we were chatting the other day, the output is quite significantly impressive too. So why don't we jump in and take a look at actually what you can build and take us through your uh, kind of your flow. Yeah, very good. So while Spencer is setting up, um, for those who are tuning in live, feel free to put your um, questions as we go through this in the, the YouTube live chat, and we'll, we'll try and feed those into Spencer. Um, so if um, anything's not clear, so I can see Spencer's screen. All right. <clears throat> yep. So I got uh, two things I'd like to show real quick. One is a, a full-featured application that is, in, that is in production right now, and this is... Uh, this is a, this, we call this is Gopher for Chrome. This is an add-on that uh, Google domain administrators use to manage their uh, domain, their domain fleets. Uh, 
of Chromebooks. You know, some you know some districts there have uh, hundreds of thousands of of Chromebooks, and it's it's very important for them to be able to uh, work at that scale. And so what we, with Angular, we get a full, rich user interface that allows us to quickly uh, uh, design this UI, allows us to test the UI and build it. Um, so what you see is, you know, we get the full, you get um, access to the full material library. Anything really you can do in Angular, uh, you can build for an add-on in here. And so all the tooling that you add, uh, for example, the Angular command line has uh, options for for add-ins and mix-ins and stuff like that. So there's mix-ins for Firebase. There's mix-ins for material items. There's mix-ins for um, Cordova and stuff like like that. Um, you know, the, the same tooling that you use to build a web app, you can use that, build that, and bring it right in here into the into the add-on uh, sidebar and module and uh, dialogues. So we can already see that you have a, a way more sophisticated interface than you normally would see in uh, a regular, let's just call it a regular add-on, which I think is awesome. It gives you a better user experience. And I think that alone is worth kind of exploring this. Uh, you, you mentioned it's same similar. Is there any limitations or any disadvantages of using this versus the HTML service or the card service? Is there anything that you lose per se by doing, uh, doing it this way? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, with this, this is a, a web-only feature. Um, these these uh, HTML rendered editor add-ons don't work in like iOS. They don't they don't work on Android. So you don't get uh, you don't get the uh, mobile experience for them. So if you're not targeting those environments, this is very appropriate for you. But if you if you need to target the mobile environments, um, this isn't really going to work. Okay. for those kinds of applications. And that's, uh, we, we do know that the, the Gmail add-ons render really nicely in mobile. Um, so you can't, there's, you don't get that with this. Uh, I think Charles, um, for card service um, editor add-ons, there, there isn't mobile support just yet either, so. Yeah, not, not just yet. Yeah, but I think it's, um, well, I think we all can assume it will be coming at some point. Yeah, <laughs> obviously the card uh, mm. version is relatively new. It started in Gmail and it's made its way obviously through Calendar yeah. 5, Docsheet Slides, et cetera now. Um, and it's not, you know, the editor's trail just a little bit, as you mentioned, which is true. I think one of the big differences, and I think you can already see you know, in what Spencer is showing us here, is you're not limited to the card framework, which gives you very creative UIs and basically you're in charge of it. Um, you lose a little consistency in the U uh, compared to like maybe other ones, um, but you'll have the ability to, you know, again, be more creative and be a little more assertive in, in the user experience. So I, I think it's a fair trade-off. Mm. Uh, Spencer, I wonder if you could just um, control plus zoom in to the sure. browser. That's not gonna, not there. Go. There we is that, go. Is that a little better? That's yeah. Good. All right. So, you know, so, you know, I have a, and that other little demo I have here that something I put together in about 20, 25 minutes um, really shows that you can make some really interesting. Hi, honey. <laughs> so, some really nice and interesting uh, UIs, but you also have the ability to. Um, <laughs> change it. So, for example, you're uh, you can do multiple backends with this. Since you're working in Angular, the same way with a web app, you would work with an API or like Cloud Functions. You can do that in here also. So you would like, for example, from this, you know, this is in the uh, an add-on uh, dialog that popped up. I can do the same amount of work, and it can go either through uh, Cloud Functions or do the same work and do it through do it through the script backend. So, you know, for example, if I want, I want the uh, app script to write to the sheet, I can have app script write to the sheet. If I wanted cloud functions to write to the sheet, I could push it out to the cloud functions and get the cold starts. It's going to take about five seconds, but there we go. So then we get cloud functions. And 
the interface with Cloud Functions is the same interface that I would do if I was writing a full stack web application. Uh, so you have the ability to uh, really, um, if you need some additional function functionality, like uh, if you need to use Cloud Functions or Cloud Run and have your, you know, have your own uh, backend server environment containerized and ready there, you can call it directly from here because you can call Cloud Run natively from, from Angular. And do you think that's one of the big benefits for you using Angular, Spencer, that you, you've got all these integrations at, you know, kind of at your fingertips? I think for me, it's it's the velocity of development. Um, mm. And if we want to show a little bit more, I could, uh, we, there's, there's a live editing environment for Angular, so you can get a live view of what's going on. And so I can kind of show a bit of how, of how I, of how I develop. So I'm going to start. So let's see. So unfortunately, maybe this may be a little small here, but here's here's a, a sample project. And in the same repository, I make here. Um, I have client code, I have server code, app script code, and I also have like cloud function. Cloud function code is all in one, and there's part of one big deploy and build process that you can you can add together. Um, but for example, I think we got a little freeze there. Uh, okay, Spencer, you froze a little bit of a second, but just real quick, remind everybody who's watching, we are a live show. Spencer is a work from home, as we saw at the mm -hmm. cameo one. Uh, and we know that sometimes the internet's not perfect at pitching, so we may have a little bit of a hiccup there and there. But hopefully you guys can see his screen well, and uh, hopefully the, his bandwidth will catch up and we'll, and we'll go forward. Just one question while that's that's happening, uh, Spencer. Please. You know, one of the things I, you know, I've noticed is you're bringing your, your design skills, experience, your tools, functions, and frameworks to workspace. So again, instead of having to go learn specifics about AppScript or specifics about, you know, how do I build, you know, hand roll HTML to get that in the companion panel, you're just doing your natural development with your natural stack and basically marrying the two. That's exactly that is exactly right. Um, uh, when we show it in a few minutes, I'll I'll show a demo of what the code actually looks like, the generated code, and you'll see how little AppScript is actually needed to be known to to get this working. Um, so let me open up the, there's the live environment. So uh, host 4200. Oh, I have two things serving right here. I apologize. One. Let's I think that's one of the things, Charles. It, it's it's quite okay. so, easy sometimes to feel that you're kind of stuck in the AppScript yeah. environment, but you can, it's, you know, as you're showing here, Spencer, you know, you can break out and start using, the, you know, the, the existing REST APIs to interact. Yeah, I think that's super huge. I think a lot of folks think if I want to build an add and I have to go into the friendly confines and use it. And, and there's some truth to that. Um, and there's some kind of things that bind you around AppScript, for example. Um, and I, we already have in an early adopter preview program, we have something called alternate runtimes for the car builder service. So again, let's use full stack mm. outside of the environment and use very little app script. Um, there'll be some news even coming on that in the near future. And again, like, like I said, I love the fact that you're using, Spencer, you're using your everyday environment, your everyday tools, and you're just maybe invading is the wrong word, but you're basically just... <laughs> into the workspace environment um, without really, you know, missing a beat on what you did. That's right. And in, in fact, this is when I'm developing a full stack application in Angular, it's really the same, you know, it's the same work process that, I, that I'm using there. I don't change anything except for what my build script does. It, the, you know, the, the build script is the only thing that's a little bit different, but otherwise it's the same dev, dev environment, uh, whether if I'm building an add-on or if I'm building... Um, for a full stack web app. There's a, a few caveats uh, such as um, uh, some runtime options like the Google script run is only available in the in the add-on uh, context. You know, so things like that. So when you 
when we're developing these applications, if they're going to be a full stack and add on, because for, for example, when I build this particular, this add on that I'm looking at right now, it actually builds both the add on and the full web app and deploys them both. Hmm. And so I get, so you can deploy to code once deploy to multiple environments. If you, if you want to do that. Um, and then, so we just have like, you know, service, you know, checks saying like, am I in the add, add on environment? Well, if I'm in add environment, go use Google script run. If I'm in my web app the environment, mm -hmm. I'm going to use this other one, this other way of, of connecting. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, you, you can reuse a lot uh, between a full stack web application and your, and your add on here. And so, you know, so here I am in my, this is like a full screen view. I have, you know, tabs and buttons and everything. Um, but something that I like to do here is, as I open up my inspector, uh, you have uh, you have alternate views in, with with Chrome with your Chrome inspector. And one that I set up specifically is called it's called an add-on one. You, you can add and remove different views, and so I can see exactly what this will look like as I'm developing it. Uh, right here in the sidebar without actually having to build it, deploy it, and everything. So if I was going to, uh, you know, if I needed to change background color, change background color, and then it's automatically updated in my, in my reflected in here, and I build this, and this would be live in both the web app and the add-on right there. I feel we should have a, a bell, Charles, for top, top, chip, chip, top chip, tips. <laughs> <laughs> I think the inspector is a great, and um, so just for those who aren't kind of familiar with what's going on here, Spencer. So you're, we can't see the the, the code editor, but you you're just making changes and it's updating in real time. Yep, that's that's right. So I have my I have a code editor that I have off to another screen, and I here is the uh, Dev Tools. This is Chrome Dev Tools right here, and there's an option up here to toggle. Mm -hmm. We get to toggle different different sizes. And so this is how you can get a preview of what the, what the web app or what the sidebar is going to look like. And, you know, before you have to build it and deploy it and everything like that. And so this is how you get like, you can get like your, cause you'll notice like uh, when I come over here see my, my little guys, you know, he's small now. And, but if I were to pop him out, uh, I probably have to make the yeah, screen bigger so that you, you know, make sure you can set up your media mm -hmm. queries correct so that you, you get the resizing and stuff like that. And you get to uh, kind of develop it quickly before you have to you know, build and go through the test as add on environment. So, um, what I can also, so I can kind of give an idea of, so. I guess, uh, yeah, so the code for the, all this is found at my at this GitHub repo right here. This has uh, a write-up of how to start from scratch, how to how, kind of like how to build this up and set it up yourself. And there's also a a way if you were just to clone this repo of how to get up and stuff and started pretty quickly. Um, this has a, a full application that you can that you can build and be able to get started Using the, using this tooling, and if there's also uh, I also did a small little write up blog post on on this write up and and how to uh, actually do this. Um, so what I want to point out is um, there is a level level of familiarity with uh, some developer tools that are that are needed. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you that question. What, I mean, obviously, we get a mixed audience who tune in. Uh, mm -hmm. Some folks are just pure app script. Um, is the curve, and by the way, thanks for sharing those resources and, and putting that article out, but is the curve something that is surmountable, or do you think it's, is the, you know, is the bang worth the effort, so to speak? I mean, what's the... It, 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 really, it really depends on the size and complexity of the application you're trying to build. Um, if you're trying to build, if you have a very simple application that you're trying to build, um, just one button, one text box, and it does something, it does something inside the, the spreadsheet, you know, the card surface would be great for that. That'll, that'll get you, that'll 
get you absolutely where you need to go with the least amount of work. It'll look nice and very work great with that. But if you were to want to build a um, an application that has dozens of views, um, lots of rich UI interaction, that's where I would use this tooling right here. So um, a lot of the tools that, that we're gonna that I use in this tool chain is uh, we of course it's N npm and node. I use uh, Clasp, the command, uh, the Google App Script CLI for up for pushing code up, pulling code down, doing ch doing uh, checks and stuff like that. I use the I use Firebase mm. uh, command line tool. So Firebase um, stores a lot of the 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 files that are built through the build process, it'll store there. Um, and then I use the Angular, uh, the Angular CLI, the Angular uh, command line tool, while in my dev environment. We've and also, sorry, we have a question just posted in from one of our, our viewers. Uh, asked, can I use Angular as a library without the whole developing stack? No. The, with with. Angular is a little bit different than React. React, you can bring in a very thin, you know, very thin form of it and just use what you want. When you pull in, when you pull in Angular, you are getting almost like a full stack with it. It does the new build process, um, which came out a couple of revisions ago, is a lot better at size and speed. So there's a lot of what we call tree shaking, which takes redundant files that aren't they detected and they're not being used, and it's out of the uh, the build process. So um, but you're going to get a full a full features. You're going to be you're going to get routing. Uh, you're going to get uh, you know, react or reaction reactive controls and stuff like that. You get everything. I want Spencer just so in terms of the um, the tabbed interface you, you showed there. What what was kind of your starting point for that? Were you just pulling? Uh, I know Angular has this is like concept of modules. Yeah, that's right. So what the place that I the place that I start let's see if I let's have the client. Here's my client code right here. Um, it's the it's an idea of components. It's it's a component-based framework. So you you make small discrete chunks of HTML and then you compose them together. Um, if you're, if you've heard of things like Polymer or something like that, it's, it's very, it uses those kinds of, those kinds of, uh, tooling that's now native in most browsers now to, uh, make, uh, custom components and compose your web, your web app using these components. Um, so for example, what we were seeing right there was a sidebar component. That sidebar, that sidebar component, uh, has HTML in it. So you define you define your HTML has has uh, CSS that's built into it, and you also have your code that's attached to it, the that runs this that runs this uh, component, and that is all. And you link to your components through your router. So uh, you know wherever how you're routing through the application, it'll pick which component it's going to show at a time, and a lot of the stuff. So if you look, if I. I wish I could make this bigger. I apologize. I don't know how to make we it bigger. Can try Control Plus. I'm not. I think sure. Control Plus. Yeah, that's my. Mm. There. <laughs> so a lot of this, uh, <laughs> it's like I didn't have to build this tab software. I use since it's and since it's components, mm -hmm. I get to use components that other people have built. And so, for example, that mat that mat uh, material tab view right there was actually built in house by Google. There's a, if you go to the Angular Material project, um, it'll, it shows you how to add their, their project into your code. And then it brings all, all the tooling that you'd want for, you know, material interfaces and, you know, buttons, chips, tabs, and everything. And all you do is to add it in, you are literally declaring HTML. There's no code really that comes with it. It's just knowing it just you know adding it to your project and adding it like you would add a div, and all, all of a sudden you now have a tab you know a tab group. It's 
that, and that's really the power of the, the composition of this is now it's very easy to read. You can understand it and it's very easy to maintain. Are you aware of any kind of visual tools that can help for, for people that are perhaps coming at this uh, lower level? Um, not that I know of, of like some kind of like drag and drop UI. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, there are some, there, there's one, uh, Ionic, but they, they have a, they have a drag and drop UI builder, but they're focusing more on the mobile space than they are mm -hmm. uh, the desktop, desktop development space. But, uh, it, yeah, I think Ionic has a, has a full angular UI drag and drop builder that, that I know of. I don't know of any other tools like that for me mm -hmm. because of, because of components, it's easy enough to read and understand the HTML without having to look mm -hmm. through 400 levels of divs now to, uh, to kind of be able to understand what it is. Now the div soup is gone. You know, you can actually look at this and say, I know what's going on because it says what it does kind of thing. And I noticed as well for the, the code bit, it's in TypeScript. So yes, uh, you can, it's, Angular can be written in either TypeScript or JavaScript, it's, which is, and the reason we chose TypeScript um, is because there was no change to the way that we had to build. And because, because of the Angular CLI does the build process for mm -hmm. you. Um, it does all the, it, it does all the, uh, the, you know, it runs, it runs the TS, the TypeScript compiler. It goes, it puts, sends it all to Webpack. I really have, you can literally just tell it to the project and that's it. Like you don't have to configure, there's no Webpack configuration. There's no TypeScript configurations. There's nothing. You can just use the command line tool saying, build me a project. You edit the project and it says, compile this project and without any configuration and you have a full application right there. One of the things I love about this environment, and I'd love to hear a little more about how you guys do this uh, at Amplified IT, is obviously you're using you know tools with source control and you have the ability to have a multi-developer environment, which we know AppScript makes uh, interesting or challenging at that. I imagine you know, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, you've built a framework here that you share with, with with some folks in your organization who are also building, and you can quickly make these things, you know, a lot faster and, and easier than if you were, you know, passing around, you know, HTML and script files and absolutely <laughs> you know, we, because we have we use Git as, as source control and and we can use um, Git to its fullest power with making these add-ons now. Multiple developers work on things at the same time. You know, so, you know, we, we have, you know, I have three developers working on three different views. We all commit and merge our code together and and we're not stepping on each other's toes. We're not trying to paste code. We're not trying to, right. you know, we're not trying to, uh, uh, you know, send code over email or anything like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it makes building large add-ons a lot easier. What does that do for your maintenance? I know one of the things a lot of folks always wonder about is I've got all these different versions of an add-on. Is there versioning differences or are there advantages as far as you creating the different versions of these as far as publishing them or promoting them? What happens when it comes to that part of the process? Um, for us, um, our when it comes to add-ons, uh, our build and versioning we have to be very rigid and very careful and methodical about it um, because, because the, there can be a little bit of gotchas uh, on the, on the deployment process and you don't want to push out code too soon and, you know, stuff that, that wasn't intended to be go live goes live kind of thing. Um, we have, we just had as policies for our own company uh, that we have a very, we have a checklist that we go through when we're going to deploy, when we deploy an add on that to follow these, these kind of checklists, um, but the code, you know, because of because uh, it's all in source control, we have, you know, you can go through the this all the normal uh, business practices of get, doing pull reviews, getting code feedback, code quality yeah. checks, and and having that kind of like that agile development process for your add-ons. 
So you mentioned team development, by the way, obviously it's important for a company like yours. I'm going to throw it out there because you mentioned it uh, right before we got on the show. You're growing like mad and you're mm. hiring. Uh, so <laughs> anybody's listening in and likes uh, what they see. Or, yeah, or, yeah, we have, uh, I think we, we, have, we have openings for QA engineers. And uh, if you go to Amplify, if you go to AmplifiedIT.com and go look at job listings, uh, there's, there's some right there if you're interested. Tell them Spencer sent you. <laughs> <laughs> So something, one other thing that I wanted to show was what the compiled app script project looks like. That'd be awesome. So I'll, I'll boost this, this up a bit. So it's a little bit easier to run. So when it gets, when the code gets built, you get two files, you get a, a server, it's a server file, which handles uh, the bootstrapping of the Add-on. The, these are this holds the add-on triggers that you need to to hook into the add-on framework, and then there's an there's an index file, and this index file hand bootstraps the Angular application. There's only these two files is all mm. you need to get to get this up. And this right here, these two files right here, is the exact code that we're looking at right here, uh, right there, um, and because of it, it's very easy to look at on the app script side. It's very mm -hmm. easy to kind of understand what's going on. Um, and if you look, it really doesn't take much to, to get this, this up and going. And again, this is this is uh, inside the repo. There is a gulp build script. Uh, gulp is a uh, gulp is a build automation tool, and it builds these files for you uh, as part of the the build process. And so. It's, it's it's small. There's not much you have to you have to do inside here unless you're going to be putting business logic inside this inside this project. Like for example, I have a little bit of business logic right down here, which is where the app script is writing, you know, writing back from uh, the dialog box. You, you can put your business logic in here, or you could put your business logic uh, in a cloud functions, cloud run, uh, app engine, and call it from there. So in terms of you. In this case, you're shifting a lot of the code. Is it Firebase hosting you're, you're using? Yeah, that's it? exactly right. So part of the, um, so the build process of Angular produces these web web packs, and these web packs are compiled, minified uh, chunks of code that is that uh, is referenced by the Angular runtime and know, the Angular runtime knows how to pull it all out and, and parse it all out. So I have, I use Firebase hosting to host these assets uh, as well as any other static assets that I need. Uh, you know, for example, the, um, like this image, this image right here mm -hmm. was an image that was part of the, uh, it, was, it was part of the, uh, the Angular application and it also gets pushed up to the static hosting and is, is linked into the add-on. So you get you get all your static hosting you want in kind of one step because and it's one it's all contained. Um, and you also with like these assets such as like your images and font files or anything like that because it's inside your Angular application. It's also inside of uh, it's also inside of your source management. It's so you you still get versioning control and stuff like that over there. So we got another question from uh, Faustino. Uh, no use for the gas editor other than for deploying. And I th think the answer is, is super neat here, right? It's like once you set this up, you can use this for most add-ons. All you're doing is basically changing a couple menu and action hooks on the last tab that we were on. And on this one, you're just referencing new libraries in those. That's stores. right. And in fact, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually come in here and change anything. It's I, when I run through, when I type gulp deploy, um, the deploy code updates all the stuff for me. I don't mm. do I don't do any of this. I don't I don't go into the editor. In fact, I you know, I I've, you might notice I'm using the old editor here just because of uh, the test test is add on mode. Is <laughs> the, only, the only place you can get to it is in the old editor. Um, uh, but no, I don't have to write anything inside this. That's pretty neat. I and in terms of, um, I know Firebase has generous kind of free tiers. Um, can you give us kind of an indication of cost? 
Our most popular commercial application uh, spends, which has hundreds of thousands of users uh, monthly, has an operating cost of $8 a month. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> so I have a question for you on deployments. Are most of your deployments, are these publicly available add-ons that are installed per educational institution? Um, or yes. you would do direct deploys at the domain level ever? I mean, is it all marketplace-based? All, all of our add-ons are in the marketplace. All marketplace-based. Um, but they're they're not intended for normal consumer users. They're the, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know, they, they really people. only they're only benefit for uh, uh, admins of G Suite domains. Got it. And Charles, they have no problem installing them because they have all the power. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know it's it's quite easy to to manage the add-ons and domains. You know, it's pretty fun. Um, so yeah, so all of our all of our add-ons are there. I mean, if you have more than one Chromebook, you know, and you have it, well, you know, and it's you know, uh, we target the K twelve market. Um, right. But you know, but if you are if you other G, you know if you run a G Suite, you know, domain or something like that, you. There's no difference between a, a G Suite business domain versus a G Suite, you know, education domain. You know, there's nothing really different between them. So those tools, the tools would work for both the commercial or K twelve, but we focus in the in the K twelve market. I suppose as well with the workflow you've got here, Spencer. If you were needing to kind of push kind of domain only add-ons, um, that you know, it's an easy process for you because. The tool chain's there to do it for you. Yeah, and in fact, it, it'd just be like one or two lines of configuration mm -hmm. code to change to to boy to a specific domain versus my own domain kind of thing, mm -hmm. and that's uh, very much it's just configuration files mm -hmm. that you that you have in here, you know. So uh, configuration files such as like like if I look at my my here's a Firebase configuration. My Firebase configuration file says I'm pointing towards this GCP project. You know, so if I wanted to point to a different GCP project, I just change. I can change that deployment target, and then I'm going. I'm now targeting a different GCP project. Mm -hmm. And in term, I suppose the other advantage if you're using Firebase is um, authentication. So, you know, if you do want a yeah, so that is that is kind of a gotcha on this right on this because um, because it, because the OAuth that you get with Google Apps Script you don't get you don't get the ref, the refresh token. That's that's that is that is something that you know we haven't right. had. Um, we've never been able to get the refresh token through the o, the, uh, the Google Apps Script authentication. So what we do in a lot of our other applications, we have we have a secondary authentication. Um, from there, they, they authenticate again. We get the offline token, and from there, we are able to right. fully fully risk as a user. Um, so that that that's how we get our, get around that. And we use uh, Firebase authentication for that because it's a the library. It's a it's a drag and drop kind of solution inside your code with a few lines of configuration in the Firebase console, and you have a full login service. It's it's quite. It's very easy to get get uh, that integrated in. Um, there are some things that, uh, like, if I were to look, if we go back to the app script code, you'll see that, like, right here, it says, uh, you know, get session get session data. You could, you know, you could uh, on your front end ask, hey, app script, what do you got? App script gives it to the front end, and then the front end can make some make calls and stuff like that. And this is fine because um, my app, my add-on, and my cloud functions, and my and the um, the hosting for this is all in the same cloud project. So all the client IDs match, and so a token that's minted for App Script, it can be passed back to a cloud mm -hmm. function, a cloud function that's in the same project, and it's it's got the same origin, same same client ID origin. So you can use those tokens in the backend inside of a cloud function. Have you done any benchmarking in terms of performance, given you know you're using cloud functions? 
None of our tool, um, well, COD functions gives you some benefits. Um, really, if you need if you need some longer running tasks, mm. um, like for uh, for example, uh, URL fetch and app script, you have the sixty second timeout. Mm -hmm. So anything that goes beyond sixty seconds that you're you're sending something that's to be processed, you can't do that. Whereas, in if you were to bring that, make that same kind of thing inside of Cloud Function, you get full nine minute. You know, you get a full nine minute window before you have a timeout on that. Um, so there's different use cases uh, for this stuff. So. So, how many of these add-ons do you have in production currently? Uh, I think we have uh, seven add-ons in production and three full-stack applications that, that we support. And these are all various uh, various things for uh, managing, you know, managing classroom, managing groups, managing users, managing Chromebooks, managing organizational stru structures, you know, lots of small uh, things that some admins need to do at bulk certain times of the year that would be very hard for them to do through the, the Google admin console. For yeah. I, I was just curious. So obviously deploying something as an add-on, there's got to be some sort of context or user interaction specifically with the sheet or the doc or the slide set, whatever you're working with. What are those use cases that you see that make you say, I want to build an add-on versus I'll keep this as a separate app, a web-only app, a, a app I build elsewhere. What's what's normally the driving, compelling scenario that puts you inside the, the companion that, uh, that makes you build these? I think really the, uh, one is the, uh, the the first one is knowing the state that you're knowing the state of the application. Uh, that you're, or the the sheet that you're in, being able to reference the active document that's currently being worked on sure. without, because if you're in a full stack application, you 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 have to make that link yourself. You have to do something to get the user to link the spreadsheet to the application. If you're going to write some data back and forth, you know there there is that additional step. Whereas in the add-on, it just knows the context it's in. You say like mm -hmm. I know write to cell A1, it knows where A1 is. You don't have to tell it which sheet, authenticate to get the sheet and to do that and the other one is real estate it's right there in the editors they're they're already in the editors they're already using them they're already you know um everyone yep. loves spreadsheets spreadsheets <laughs> are easy to everyone it's they're easy to use they're easy to manipulate you got some wonderful you know coders out there that can write full applications using you know just uh you know sheets formulas by themselves kind of thing and so they're already there so Let's bring our tooling to where they already are and allow them to access data that they can't normally access um, inside like sheets or docs. That makes sense. Do you have other add-ons that are in docs and slides or is it primarily sheets? We know most people say the use case is heavy for sheets, but do you I mean, there's a lot of documents in schools. I mean, are folks using docs equally? Do you have any samples with docs? We do not. Nope. We, we <laughs> all of our tools are, are interfacing with Google spreadsheets. All right. So that answered my own question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Yep. There's, I, I think for us, for, for a, a system administrator, there's, there's fewer uh, use cases where they're going to be in the, in a Google document, you know, trying to manage their domain kind of stuff versus. A, a yeah, it makes sense. And I think as, as you mentioned, everybody's, most people are seamlessly comfortable with a spreadsheet, which is, you know, a spreadsheet quickly becomes a database application, whether it should or shouldn't is a different topic. That's right. Really, I mean, anybody can maintain this beautifully, you know, uh, uh, open, easy to edit list without having to do anything with it. And then, you know, putting logic on top of it is, is very natural. We were, we're always surprised the use cases we see for spreadsheets. Uh, they are the Swiss army knife of, uh, of all software. So. That's yeah, it. that's why we, I absolutely love spreadsheets. You have a, it's a full program interface that you can just throw away in a second and start a new one up. You know, that's a, uh, I really, for me, spreadsheets were kind of like my first program. <laughs> they actually were for me. I actually, I started in finance and that's what I started, you know, automating with spreadsheets. So that's how I got to where I am today, which is interesting. Let me ask you a question where, where we are today. Obviously HTML service has been around for a while. Uh, full disclosure for folks who may or may not know, 
you know, we have the new car builder service, the card service, um, which is obviously a direction we're taking add-ons in because they work across the entire stack or majority of the stack of workspace. Uh, it's a little different. HTML service has been around a little while. Um, I haven't really done modernizations to it, so it's, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, there are no plans. This is a disclaimer and the views of um, my company are similar to myself. There are no plans really to deprecate it at this point. It could happen one day, though. Mm -hmm. um, right now, th those plans haven't been made. What's your advice to anybody looking to build new solutions and targeting HTML service? I mean, what's the? How do you position that? Um, I would position it as if you if your your application is complex enough that you need the rich user interface, um, you, you're not going to have that with cards yet. Um, I, I know eventually there, there's more widgets, there's more there's more features and functionality that's gonna that's gonna come through. Um, but if I would say if you're writing a smaller a smaller add-on, you know something with with uh, that requires uh, less complexity and stuff, the card service is is quite adequate to to do that, and it's it's very quick. The it's actually a lot easier I, for me. I think it's it's a lot easier to maintain uh, that you know. Because you know you're writing code in JSON is really essentially what you're you're writing your user user interface with JSON, and it's uh, I would say that so unless you're really really wanting to say like I need this a full application with a rich user interface, um, you probably don't want to go with a full uh, HTML service. If you had more simplified or gen uh, generic uh, use case scenarios. Um, would you consider, or have you considered looking at using the alternate runtime as a way? I mean, your backends don't need to change as much. It's simply just another UI and some some flavors. Have you looked at that or thought about porting anything over? Just curiosity. If, if, if we haven't, because um, most of our add-ons that are in place, uh, of course, be, were written well before the right. alternate runtime mm. came in, and so we are, we're going to maintain that code. We're going to we're going to maintain maintain those things until there's a compelling reason to move away from that. It makes total sense. My old you know, mantra has always been, if it's not broken, don't mm -hmm. fix it. Yeah. Uh, it it's just another, you know, another one of those things. So absolutely. Yeah. But what I said, but as we've, as new add-ons have been coming on, we've been expanding what an add-on is and what an add-on interfaces with, you know, so now, you know, our, you know, that, that uh, gopher for Chrome, in the back end of this whole thing, you know, we have Cloud SQL, we have Redis, we have mm -hmm. Firestore, mm -hmm. we have all these different GCP products actually backing backing it up, and we have you know kind of App Script is kind of like an intermediate layer because you know anywhere that we need to know the context of the spreadsheet mm -hmm. for itself, you know what's in, you know what is this value, what sheet is active. What cell is active? You know, AppScript definitely gives us that that really great insight into what the state of the spreadsheet is, and then we'll pass that on uh, long running tasks like Cloud Functions. You know, so yeah, so that's GCP and and add-ons for these big applications are. It's really for us. It's we wouldn't be able to work at scale without right. the all the additional mm -hmm. GCP products. Right, there's no quotas, there's no timeouts, there's no limitations that you're familiar with in the old AppScript world that you you worry about as much, or you can actually you know, supersize it, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's definitely good. So I, I, we're coming up on time order. That was super fast. I didn't realize it. Uh, you mentioned you are or you have well, putting out a blog post on this. Where can folks follow you, learn more about this, or... You mentioned the code repository, but was was there a blog post that you had? Or? There is a there is a blog post. Um, let's see. So here's here's the link to it. Okay. I don't know link if you, to the, you're going to put it in chat. Yep. I think Martin just got got right there in in the chat. And this so, is it's up on Medium for anybody uh, following along uh, and, and is watching this recording and doesn't get to see the live because it's quite a long link. I'm looking at it here in the window. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look for uh, at at Spencer. It's Spencer Dash Easton on Medium, and you'll be able to find uh, Modern Angular and Google Workspace add ons, is the name of the blog uh, post. And Martin will see if you can get that link up. Or on, I can, um, yep. And on, on GitHub, I'm Spencer Dash Easton. So you'll Perfect. be able to find me on there also. Awesome. Well, I would super appreciate you sharing with the, those things. I think that framework and helping people get started and understand it is super neat. Um, 
Hopefully you'll get resumes and not questions, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> questions are fine. So, so for example, um, on if you have questions about this or something doesn't make sense in the blog post or in the uh, the documentation inside the repo, open up an issue. Uh, open up an issue in this repo and ask ask a question. And if there's something you don't understand or need clarification on, I'll be very happy to, to respond to issues that are posted right here in the GitHub repo. Awesome. I mean, something else for us to mention, Charles, is you know we're obviously aware that there's our frameworks out there. Um, I think on Twitter, uh, someone was mentioning there's a, a React start kit for App Script as well. So if there's any interest in us following, you know, doing a series of these, looking at different um, frameworks that you, you can possibly use with App Script, um, let us know what which ones you want us to look at. I know there's quite a few um, material um, CSS users, um, which could, uh, you know, less less of a framework. And, more of a, a style sheet, um, but there, there is a whole host of these. So uh, feel free to get in touch. And um, also on the tu.appscript.info site, we'll put all the resources we're, we're mentioning to, in today's show up uh, there as well. Um, but just out of interest, Spencer, was there anything in particular that drew you to Angular over some of the other frameworks? I think for us, um... We had we had older applications that were in Angular JS, and so it was it was just a right. next stepping stone for us. Um, and also, we, we kind of felt that we liked the the all inclusive the whole inclusive ecosystem. You get the whole ecosystem with the Angular tooling. You get you know you get from from birth to death. You have the tooling in place for it, and so mm -hmm. it is a uh, for development velocity. It's great. Excellent. Like well, yeah, sorry. I'm salivating at the prospects of um, $8 a month <laughs> deployments of um, really um, quite advanced applications for um, AppScript. So um, what about you, Charles? Will you, will you be firing up your Firebase uh, hosting? So majority of the add-ons I've written in my history have been very much hand-rolled HTML and CSS. Mm and painfully awkward to remind me how good I wasn't at that. So yeah, having those powerful frameworks behind it is definitely something that's super interesting. And uh, you know, Spencer, again, thanks for, for sharing that. I mean, when you brought this up, I was like, this is a great topic. And I think uh, you know, a lot of people think it's super far reaching and super hard. Uh, you made it sound easy by flipping through a few screens, but like I said, look at your code repo and pull it apart. And it's probably not as far reaching as people think. And so the idea to make a prettier UI that you don't have to you know, mess with the steps of refreshing the screen every two seconds to do the testing and debugging of an add-on. Uh, looks like a, a total win. Yeah, yeah and, and, and kind of to point out where my my whole background is, I've only been a full-time developer for, you know, a little over two years now. Before that, I was a system administrator. As a system administrator, I got into Google Apps Script because it helps me run my help me run my domain. I was not a I was not a, a programmer really. I, I came into programming because of Google Apps Script, and from there I've I kind of pivoted into a full time position. So these these toolings, you know, these tools are not very complex, and that's the reason I kind of gravitate towards them because there's a lot more complexity out there. If you really <laughs> want it, I didn't want it because you know for me I'm I'm still you know a couple of years into my my. To this role as a developer, so it's it's not out there in, in the terms of complexity and difficulty. It's just getting just a little bit more familiarity with you know working with command line tools mm. and uh, you know away from you know editors and you know pretty editors. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think what your demonstration is showing as well, Spencer, is you know we've we've talked in the past. You know, AppScript is a platform for new and low coders, but it goes to the completely other end of the spectrum as well that if you know if you do want to use angular as a framework if you do want to have you know uh, version control and continuous de deployment um you know with add-on products you can do it absolutely and, as, as you as you should yep you yep these are, we have we have large commercial applications that run in in add-ons you know and it's it's possible to have a, a, a big team working on them together so it's a uh, the ability to, to do this in, in add-ons is there. 
Excellent. Well, um, Charles, I think we're at the, the end of our time. So um, thank you, Spencer, uh, for, for sharing your time. Also, uh, thanks for all the folks that have uh, tuned in and also contributed to the chat. So um, I think we hopefully got to all your questions. So hopefully you found this uh, an interesting episode. And as I mentioned, please get in touch with us as if there are other frameworks, uh, if you like us to cover that are, uh, can be used with AppScript. Um, and also, as I mentioned, we'll um, post the various links and resources up with the show notes. So you can um, just hit the same URL for the YouTube video and you'll find those as well. So I think that's us. Um, any final words, Charles? Nope. See you all soon. Thanks for tuning in. Happy scripting.